What's up, filmmakers and moviegoers? This is Zach, and with me as always is... Eric Thurston. Yeah, and this week we're talking about what everyone's talking about, and that's... Tacos? Tacos. Cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers. And America's ass. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't know what we're talking about, it's uh, Avengers Endgame this week. Dab. Please don't. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, with us this week is a special guest. Is Squidward? No. <laughs> close though. Wow. Real close. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No offense. But <laughs> it's Brent Ray. Hey, Hello. Brent. How's it going, man? I'm good. How are you guys? So I'm Brent good. Ray, uh, what what are you what are you all about? Who are you? What am I about? Well, I'm just a young twenty something graphic designer, man. Are you single? I am single. Oh, ready to hear that I didn't know this became like a matchmaking podcast. Hey, I'm just trying to help the brother out. I'll take it yeah. from all sides. Yeah, yeah okay. there it is, man. So, Brent Ray, you are a uh, editor, animator, uh, designer. Yep. Yeah, you do a lot of post-work stuff. Right? I do. Yep. So, uh, we actually all three work together, and we thought since you've done something kind of... Well, I don't want to say unusual because a bunch of people did it this last month. Right. Uh, only you, the cool people. Only the cool people. So <laughs> well, I'm out. Uh, Me too. You watched the 22 movies. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man. So we have a segment that we do like what, are we, what have we been watching? What have we been working on? Talk about that. How was it starting over from Iron Man and getting to where we are now? It was a trip, man. It was definitely a trip down memory lane. Oh, for um, sure. I watched it. So there's two different ways you could watch it. You can either watch it chronologically, as in like how it happened in the timeline, or by release date. Yes. And I decided to do release date for the simple fact that I wanted to see how far we have come. Yeah. Uh, just in filmmaking in 10 years. Yeah, and technology and yep. everything. Yeah. And uh, Iron Man, just re-watching that brought back lots of fond memories. And it actually surprisingly holds up. I think pretty well. Yeah, right. it, it has to. I think because at the time it was like ILM was was great, and they always have been. Mm-hmm. But they still had to rely on a lot of like real stuff because like right. CG. If anything, if Marvel has done anything in Marvel movies, it's they've just pushed CG to right. absolute limits. I sure. think you know. Yeah. I mean, they've helped probably everybody in especially de-aging technology now and i mean everything yep but yeah iron man i i watched uh probably half of it a couple weeks ago it was it was on something i can't remember and yeah it's it's holds up so well still yeah and i think that has a lot to do with director on that you know john favreau and then just the cast in general it's just really great um but yeah i mean so out of out of the 22 okay let's say 21 yeah let's not include in game uh, which right. one is your favorite? Um, probably Winter Soldier. Okay. Yep. Now, Eric, which one was yours? That's that's popular. Yeah. Winter Soldier, like, is probably <clears throat> top five for sure. Yeah, I think that's the shift. Like, Iron, that was Iron the, Man. The big. Yeah, you still OG. For, yeah. yeah. First one. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I'm a huge RDJ fan. Matter of fact, I even had a dream about hanging out with him last night i'm not joking you've seen it too many times I, my that wife is was, amazing i so i have this this notebook and i write down like dreams ideas and and uh scripts is in. it just rdj hearts and and <laughs> it's like your little diary oh cute anyways continue okay now that you're embarrassed as i'm sitting here wearing my iron man <laughs> yeah, yeah. iron man sweater glasses. and sunglasses he looks and, pretty fantastic um, yeah but yeah i it <laughs> Iron Man is probably the, the, I mean, it kicks off everything. Um, 
but just the story behind it mm-hmm. and in RDJ's story, his personal mm-hmm. story and how how far he's come personally as an right. actor uh, as you know as a person um even a number of years ago when Avengers came out when he did that he did an interview and the interview guy was just a freaking tool oh i remember that and, the british and guy he starts yeah and he starts going yep. he starts laying into like his past and bringing up all this stuff and then and and robert just simply says we're done and gets up very respectfully and walks out which i thought was i mean it was just the right way to handle that right and made the guy look like a tool that he was and didn't didn't react to like you yeah. could see he wanted to take his head off oh yeah i probably would have he would have yeah. 10 years <laughs> earlier yeah right yeah sure and uh but but yeah i mean it was, it's cool it's cool to see that um you know his personal story is a, a victory as well as obviously the whole iron man trajectory right? yeah so uh, and i think casting i mean we we brought it up but um who who is the casting director uh, Sarah Haley Finn. Sarah, yeah. Sarah Haley Finn. Um, yeah. so she, gosh, I mean, you, you have to hand the casting of every character to her cause she's done it since 08. I mean, yep. she yeah. did Iron Man all the way through Endgame. Well, and, and they take a, they took a huge risk oh, yeah. on, on RDJ they really at did. that time because they weren't sure they were like, Oh, I don't know. And F- Favreau really fought for him and, well, allowed them to make similar decisions uh-huh. in the future. I mean, yeah. Hem- yeah. Hemsworth wasn't really known. Right. He Pratt was, was known for Parks and Rec. Hemsworth did some weird like Australian soap opera thing yeah. or something. Yep. I, he, he was like a kind of a reality TV star or something. I, right. I can't remember what he did. But yeah, he was like this dude bro in, in Australia. And now, I mean, now look at him. He's he's easily one of my favorite characters. Um, But yeah, I mean, Sarah Finn, uh, Sarah Haley Finn, however you want to say it. Um, I mean, Chris Evans and I mean, there's, there's the unfortunate, you know, Edward Norton, but his personality got in the way of that. Yeah, and I mean, I, I'd argue Terrence, it got better. Ter- yeah. Terrence yeah. Howard. I mean, same thing. Right. Right. Comes back, wants more money. Yeah. Went, you know, was, was kind of difficult. Kind of beyond her. Yeah. That wasn't her fault. And but, it, right. No, it wasn't her but fault. But you know what? Was, I feel like we got two actors that really fit the role much better. Don Cheadle. I don't know if he's I don't know if he's older than Terrence Howard. I, I feel like he is, yeah. but he I wasn't feels sure older. About that though, yeah. For Iron Man two, I was like, mm, it's such a great moment where Don, he walks Don, in and he just goes, "I'm here. It's different. Get over it." And then like, yeah. it's such a great. But like, I, I, like I, my experience with that was well, Don Cheadle's such a serious actor. Yeah, he just came like, off Hotel Rwanda yeah, or Hotel, whatever, and, and I'm like, wait, what? And and it took me a minute. Yeah. But now it's like, he's roadie. Yeah. I, I don't even think yep. of Terrence Howard. Anymore. I don't either. Yeah. It was really, really weird. Watching watch Iron that Man. back. Like Edward Norton to me, it incredible Hulk kind of seems like its own standalone movie. Yeah. Still within the universe, but kind of on, on its own. The only reason it's in the universe too, is because of the general. Like, and that's it. Right. Ross. Like he's, yeah. General Ross is the only character that continues on through that nobody else has ever mentioned okay or anything nobody ross no yeah i kind of miss that i'm gonna drop a huge confession on you right now you've never seen incredible hulk not the edward norton what it's actually not bad (laughs) 
It was actually because the previous one was like oh, mm, it was, it garbage. was awful, the Eric and, I, one and, is, I, yeah. and I couldn't get past it. And so when I saw that, it, like I like Ed Norton, I think yeah. he's a great actor. But I was like, mm, nah. If you're a comic book reader and you and you you grew up with like the Hulk run of those comics and like the the tiny dweeby nerdy scientist mm. Bruce Banner. Edward Norton played that character. Yeah, perfectly. He was the right size and build of that, and he felt just like Bruce Banner from the comics. But I will say, I I think I prefer Mark Ruffalo now. I do too. And yeah. and it's I think it's mostly because it's the MCU Hulk chemistry with right. RDJ. Yeah. Too. Oh, for sure. The, the, oh, the chemistry yeah. between those two really really worked for me. Um, but see, I my <clears throat> my Hulk experience being older yeah. was Lou Frigno. Right. Like right. Lou Frigno was was my Hulk. So I never he really made a cameo in that movie. Yeah. yeah. And I and I yeah. never really thought about the scientist nerd part about it. I was always looking at like right. You know, him. Yeah, because the TV show is more about the Hulk than it is about Banner. And then right. the movies are more Banner and less Hulk. Right. Except for Ragnarok basically. But yeah. Because he's mostly the Hulk in that, which I I think it was funny because I've I've been what you know tiptoeing around the internet very carefully to avoid spoilers. Yeah, this last two weeks, and uh, one of the things that's on Twitter right now is like, what are your top five favorite MCU movies? Mm-hmm. And I would say Ragnarok's probably in the top five. I would agree with that. I think yeah. so. Yeah. yeah, for me, just because it was so much, it was so much fun. And there was so, I mean, I was just laughing at every corner. Yeah. It was such a tonal <laughs> shift. Yeah. wasn't yep. too serious. Right. And then it, it's, it's such a bummer to take such a sharp right hand turn into the opening of infinity war <laughs> coming off of Ragnarok. And it's like, oh yeah, by the uh, way, everyone you just saw half of them are dead and then we're going to kill yeah. the rest of them off too. Yeah. And oh yeah, him doll, he's gone. Uh, Loki. Eh. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Big. No resurrections this time. Yeah. But it made I, it that much more of an impact. It did. Yeah. It, it did. did. It, it, yeah. it opened with it and you knew, oh, this is well, serious. And and Alan Silvestri with the, just that score. Brilliance. And, oh my gosh. The sc- I was like, are you kidding well, me? Well, and I mean, Ragnarok's score yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. So who was, did who did Ragnarok? Is it uh, Mark Mothersbaugh? Okay. Yes. Now Devo. Devo. Right. Yeah. Yep. Now Sylvester, he's done all of the Avengers, or did he? Not Age of Ultron. He didn't do Ultron that shows. Um, <laughs> did did he do any? Did he do Civil War or any other ones? Uh, he did the first Cap, uh, first oh, Avengers, okay. Infinity War, and Endgame. Uh, okay. So yep. speaking of, I want to jump back to first Cap. I want to I want to go on a tangent or like a little side quest here. Okay. Um. I recently watched, um, my wife had never seen The Rocketeer. Oh, right. Uh, Joe Johnston, yep. which he also directed uh, First Avenger. Yep. Uh, Captain America. And so she had never seen it before. I We watched it again. I have it on Blu-ray. Man, that movie, there's a couple of things that don't still hold up, like just like anim- like CG-wise or what a green screen-wise. Yep. But that movie's fantastic. Oh. It's it's so good. It really is. And there's so many little scenes that pay off later on and like setups and builds and the character develop. It's such a great movie. Um, red, red letter media did a thing. Um, they have this, this, um, they have half in the bag, which is like their biggest show on, on YouTube, but red letter media did, a, um, I think it's called uh, review or something like that. Um, and they, they talk about, they break down rock, the rocketeer and 
it's so good. And every single point that they talk about is, is fantastic. So check that out. If you're listening, go and check out red letter medias, uh, the rocketeer review. Cause it's, it's so good. <laughs> and it, but it brings me up to the point of, um, I want to talk about directors and right. You know, obviously Lots. the Rousseau brothers have done Brilliant. all of the biggest ones. Yep. Um, you know, I, I think you could, Easily say that at least at least budget M- and one, uh, I mean, box office some wise. of the most important ones. Yes, yeah, and you know those guys just came off of directing Community, right? The TV show, and which is another. I mean, it's kind of the same as the casting decisions. They just kind of right pick directors that they think will bring a unique element, and then yeah. Kevin Feige will just come alongside them and help them along. And, and I think it was a really smart decision to bring in the Russo because the Russo brothers came from having to deal with directing a ton of people right? because it is an ensemble cast and community. So they were familiar with it. And then those guys just jumping right in. But, you know, speaking of directors, there's been a ton of directors in, in the MCU that didn't necessarily stick around for a second showing, Yep, you know, um, Favreau did two. The second one, you know, didn't really hit the same way. Right. Um, uh, oh gosh, who did, who did the first Thor? Um, uh, Branagh, Branagh, Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, you know he didn't stick around. That's probably for the best. You know, right. it I, fit I, the first Thor he, pretty well. Very Hamlet-y, yeah. yeah, very Shakespearean. Definitely and, wouldn't fit Taika's vision. No, and but I'm glad that we've gotten to, I guess, you know, out more outside the box directors now. Yep. So now you know James Gunn, and then now he's back, and then. Uh, Taika Waititi and then yep. the Russos are done. Like they, oh, don't, yeah. they don't need to make any more. Nope. If they ever, if they do come back again, great. I mean, they have their own production company now. Yeah, they're done. They're yep. done with the MC. They don't need to do anything else, but no. um, yeah, the, the directing and crew. And we talked about the casting director, uh, I, the tech side of this, like the, the crew side of this yeah. is some of the best I've ever seen. Absolutely. I think consistently. <laughs> well, I think here's the thing is that we're now we're they now have they have developed a formula. Yep. And they've and they've got the crew and they've 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 assembled no pun intended the people that <laughs> that have done just an amazing job this first decade. Yep. However, one of the things that they've done really well is take risks. Mm-hmm. Yep. They've taken, like you said, they took risks on the Russos. They're like, okay, well, this is a, this is a big massive project that he didn't have an experience with. They took risks on, I mean, paid off. I, I mean, everybody, I mean, there's a couple that <clears throat> yeah. didn't pay off, but for the most part. Right. Yeah. And so to have that go forward, they're going to have to continue to take those kinds of risks. So we're going to see, we're going to see a new kind of a new era of MCU going forward. Yeah. And I think it's, it's going to be well received. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, they've, the risks that they have taken overall, I would say have been successful. So Mm -hmm. I think that's a formula to continue to, to, they're going to take different directions with different things that may not be what we're used to. But I think that's how they continue to grow. Well, and I think that's why I like Winter Soldier so much. It's because, you know, from Iron Man till uh, the Dark World, basically, you yeah. have the same kind of look, same formula, yeah. same uh, kind of villain complex where it's, you yeah. know, the, it's the good guy, but bad. The story arc was yeah. similar. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Winter Soldier kind of really 
surprised people. Yeah, and it turned it on its head. Yeah, it, it and did. that kind of really started kind of this renaissance. It subverted expectations. Ooh, yes. Well, and the interesting the, the the thing with Winter Soldier that really got me was how right on point it was with what was going on socially right. in the world and yeah. politically. Yep. And that's something that we're... Bananas. Yeah, you it and I are talking about that insane. all the time. Well, same with Civil War. Yeah, yeah, Civil War and then Black Panther. I mean, yep. obviously the Black Panther's a little... You know, that's something that's been going on for a while. I mean, right. hence Black Panther, the name, the whole reason that came up was, you know, an actual social thing. Yep. Um, but, I mean, this... Uh, there, there is no political thing in Endgame or probably Infinity War. I don't, I don't remember their not at least sticking out. Not overtly. It's not yeah. overtly, no. but if you're if you're paying attention, yeah. All right. Well, in the spoilery yeah, section, we'll, we'll talk dive about that. into some of that. Okay. Well, what what I want to talk about just before we get into Endgame here, which is what anyone that is listening to this even cares about. So uh, I'll put the timestamps. You can just skip all of this. Um, but don't, but yeah, because don't, because I do have, I do have tickets to see it for the seventh okay, time. Okay. We'll after get this. There. That is insane. <sighs> anyway, gosh, anyways, let's move on to uh, more. I want, I want more tech. So more, we, we talk, we talk film, we talk filmmaking. Um, you know, we're not necessarily review podcast, even though we review movies, um, <laughs> but we try and bring a little more tech into it than some people. And what the, the main thing I want to talk about is, um, the, the cinematography, Oh. in this mm-hmm. and uh, every Russo movie in the MCU so far. Yep. Uh, Trent Oblock, um, who I believe is like, uh, uh, you, not Ukrainian, but Eastern European or something. Or no, no maybe he's South African. I don't know. Because yeah. he did all of uh, uh, um, Blomkamp, Neil. Yep. He did all of Neil Blomkamp's movies, um, which Neil Blomkamp's from South Africa. So Trent might also be, but that doesn't matter. Um <laughs> What I want to talk about is um, Civil War. In Civil War, they used the prototype Alexa 65, mm, mm-hmm. which is now a camera that's out there. I mean, it's now been out there for years and in full form, and it's now, I think, going to be... And what's five years old now? Yeah. Six, right. something like that? And I think um, I think it's probably going to be you know quickly replaced by the new Alexa LF, um, which just came out. Uh, a couple years ago now, I think. And then the LF mini was just announced uh, right before NAB mm-hmm. um, and got to check it out. But the civil war used it for the first time uh, for the airplane airport fight scene. And it was, huh. a, it was a temporary, like real rough prototype. Like I think they had to have part of the body on, on a backpack type of a thing. Um, uh, the Revenant did the same thing. Um, the, uh, there it was a, a second AC following, um, Chivo around while they were filming the Reverend, and he just had like the sensor in the lens, basically on a handheld Are thing. Are you kidding? And a cable ran from the from the body of that <laughs> to a guy's backpack, and the guy in the backpack wow. had to run around behind him. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, but that was the prototype version of that camera. Uh, now, obviously, it's in a, in a full body, and they're using it everywhere. But um, that was the big shift, I think, um, for me in in a in a look and in a in a in a technical way because. Um, there's two things to me that um, I will always look for in in like a theatrical released film, and uh, it's like that sensor size, that IMAX look. Right. And I remember the first time seeing The Dark Knight, and when that opening scene of the bank robbery with the Joker, mm. <laughs> and it just fills all seven stories I yeah. love that of that movie. screen. You're just like, oh my gosh, this is the future of what I want, you know, cinematically films to be. Yep. Yeah. And 
now that we've gotten to, we've gotten to these larger format cameras and I think it's awesome and it's so great. And I think it's this big change, this big shift in the MCU movies is when they were like, look, we're going to shoot everything on these cameras now. But what they've done is they've only shot to my knowledge. They've only shot the big ones on the large format Alexas. I don't think captain Marvel was shot on it or anything. So Trent Opelok, you know, starting that, and then continuing on through with the Russo brothers for, you know, he was, he was on winter soldier and then he was on civil war and then uh, infinity war. And then now, you know, in game, mm-hmm. um, I think uh, as far as cinematic, like he's Canadian, he's Canadian. I was way ah. off. <laughs> Whoa. All right. Well, yeah. there you go. Um, as far as like cinematic landscapes and stuff, I think infinity war had a lot more of those shots in it. Right. Um, but that is, that's because in-game has so much story. It's got to get through in three hours that it almost feels like, you know, it, it's too short in some regards. But there, there are a few things that I think they could have cut down. Right. Um, I never felt like it was long, though. I don't no. know about you, uh, Eric. Did you ever think it was, did you ever feel like, did you ever feel like it was long? What? what? In-game. Yeah. You know, we're dude, recording a podcast. <laughs> oh is that what we're doing yeah that's what we're doing i was researching trent's background is and just thinking about other films that that he had done and kind of thinking about that cinematography and that look yeah he's always been digital real yeah and sci-fi too elysium that's true right i was like yeah it's kind of this elysium look and i didn't realize it was him and it was yeah i i will Um, say like there's uh it's not the final scene i guess of in game but it's one of the later scenes in in game uh it's it's one of the most amazing like looking scenes in the whole in the whole movie and i i think that that's just like a total standout to me for for trent and i know right. the majority of it is cg yeah you know but he still has Are you input talking about into the fight scene ah. spoiler section it's not in the trailers i mean it is they yeah. lied, by the way. They do. The trailers are not the first 20 minutes of the movie. They're the first 45 minutes and then the last 30 minutes. Yeah. But they are totally out of context. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. Well, and they change yeah. a lot. And they anyway. change so much. Yeah. You know what? We'll talk about that. That's actually a really interesting thing the truth, to bring up. The truth in advertising doesn't <laughs> exist. Not for Marvel. Not for Marvel, no. no. Especially and, the Avengers movies. And that's the only, I think that's, I feel like it's the only. It's like they open their mouth and they spread these lies all over It's us the only organization on that I'm okay with doing that. <laughs> like, yeah. If Star Wars did, I'd be like, oh, which they'd have. I'd be like, ah, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Yeah. But I'm okay with Marvel. I like, part of the fun of the Marvel is not knowing what's going to happen. Yeah. And all the speculation and. Yeah. Yep. Anyways, figure it out. Alexa 65, that's that's the look. That 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 camera and the new LF. I, I I love it. It looks amazing. It is such a unique like just cinematic vibe, I think, and it really the color grade in this and and everything and and the the CGI backgrounds. I mean, you see in even in the trailer this isn't anything spoiling, but like just the shot of like the um it's not the Milano, I said it earlier. It's the Binatar. <laughs> Uh, the Minotaur where Tony Stark's like looking out the window in the trailer and like the, the galaxies behind him. And it's just like these yep. gorgeous, yeah. huge shots. Yeah. Um, I, I love it. I, I mean, love that it's these kind of smaller stories with between these people, but then you have these just beautiful, big, 
yeah in world shots you know yeah well we gotta give props to the vfx teams too because uh, oh, i mean 100%. yeah and it, they're all it's all of them yeah i tried to look up which one specifically and it was like it was like ilm weta and then like i mean double yeah. negative like yep. <laughs> there was there was not one organization or company that was bigger than another one really i mean there's there's some smaller ones but still at the same time it's like if you're if you're an a-level cgi company you worked on on this movie yeah. right it's insane the amount of people they had in this yeah yeah um well you guys want to say anything else about tech or directors or do you want to talk about score at all i do that's yeah. my soft spot yeah so you have a you're a fond fond listener of of film scores i am it's like a hobby of mine yeah what do you think of uh because it's sylvester in this again it is and what do you think of this score now that you've listened to it now that I finally, I've tried to avoid it before watching the movie, which was really, really difficult. Yeah. Um, I yeah, didn't they were pushing the score. Like I, I saw a lot of push for yeah. the score before the movie release. Yep. Yeah. And we were joking yeah. about like, just call it track one, but <laughs> right. then it's actually track 12. And then like, don't, cause, cause the thing <laughs> no with scores is like, yeah, the yeah. thing with scores is like some of the times it's like so-and-so's death and you're like, what? Yep. Why would you put that as the title of the score? Well, right? you know, Silvestri is just a brilliant, brilliant composer. I mean, he's, you know, worked on numerous Zemeckis films. Um, My personal favorite is the Back to the Future oh, score. Oh, of I, course. I, I mean, you just, you can't not get excited hearing that. The yeah. main theme is just, in, it's, it's, bril- it's brilliant. It's so well done. And same with um, Ready Player One. If you haven't oh, listened yeah. to that, it's great dude it's one of the only master. spielberg films not by williams he is a master at at playing the the how do i want to say this he's a master of playing the music of your heartstrings yes like man he knows the chords yep. he knows the yeah the, the swells and the crescendos that are going to pull the tears right well, out of your eyes an end game speaking of end game that is something that is uh in huge amounts Silvestri really, really brings it home in a way. And what interesting, what he's done with this one in particular, not really giving any spoilers away, but uh, he brings back a lot of uh, original themes from other composers, which has been like a big kind of sore spot with Mm -hmm. a lot of Marvel fans. Um, The movies kind of have their own individual identities, even within the same franchise so to speak right. like thor has three different themes yeah in all three different movies um but alan really tried to bring it back i mean because this is the culmination of 10 years yeah, yeah you have to meld them all somehow right and he does it uh, it does it perfectly i think he does uh, i mean it's interesting because he he's if i'm not mistaken he's taking those themes created by other composers but then he's kind of putting his sound on it so he's right. using the same chords and the same keys and yep and stuff but he's using different instruments that he would use right for those themes and it's just it's just incredible yeah i mean it's, it's yeah it's gorgeous and when you get the time uh and after yeah you watch the movie listen to it i highly recommend it yeah it's very emotional so yep. okay i think that's it we're gonna get into it now yeah and Woo-hoo. before you move on to the spoilery goodness <laughs> i do have to say that on this particular, I, I don't always download soundtracks. This one, I was inspired to go do that. Yeah. Because it was just that good. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's Especially great. my favorite part was probably uh, the callback to his original Avengers sound. 
Yeah. Which we'll get to. Yeah. We'll get to that in a second. All right. Um, so we sound the alarm. You like doing this, so do. go ahead. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Spoilers ahead. Boop, boop. If you haven't seen Endgame, please stop this podcast now. Go watch the movie and return to this exact time code and continue to listen. Also, if you haven't seen boop, it yet, boop, the boop. hell are you doing? Spoiler <laughs> alert. Oh, my. Who, who hasn't seen this yet? It made $1.5 billion yeah. the first weekend globally. Dude, okay, if we're, you recording this, we're recording this recording Sunday afternoon. We're recording this Sunday afternoon. Yeah. The numbers are only through Saturday, not through the well, rest they, of yeah, the I, well, I, I did read an article. It was an estimation for Sunday. It's one oh, point, like $1.4 something that billion. That is insane. Dollars. It's the biggest global opening ever it by surpassed, double. Surpassed yeah. a hun- by $100 million, the domestic record, which was set... Infinity Last War. year by Infinity War, yeah. two hundred and fifty some million. It doubled the the worldwide ba- record. Bananas. Six hundred and something million worldwide opening weekend for Infinity War. One point four billion. Yeah. Worldwide in game. Disney's sitting pretty. B a n a. And I was it was crazy. I was talking. I was talking to my wife, and I was like, I'm pretty sure they spent a heck of a lot less money on advertising for this one than they did Infinity War two. They didn't need to. Right. No. Because they could have even done it, it without advertising. Right. Well, I mean, they practically did. Yeah. I mean, the trailers show, I mean, we're in spoilers. The trailers show almost nothing accurately right. that's in the movie. Well, the trailer, mm, what's up, regular size man? That was Okay, a- <laughs> I guess that's in there. That's a late trailer, though. <laughs> but if you late. only watch like, like those, if you only watch those first two main trailers. Yeah. Uh, Rocket walking into the Norway house yep. shows nothing behind him. Uh, Professor Hulk, which by the way, you called it. I called you that. You totally did. I knew that was going to happen. Yep. Um, yeah, th- there was no chance that, that wasn't going to happen. And that's right. And how the trailer does have the trailer. Yeah. It. Has Rocket with, yeah. which by the way, Rocket's suit is the callback to his comic book suit, which is yeah, really cool. It's a scarf and everything. Cool. Um, and yeah, so Hulk's behind him in that. They don't show anything of Thor because you can't show anything of <laughs> Thor in this movie because he's the dude from the Big Lebowski uh, the entire fat movie. Thor. Yeah. Fat Something Thor. I did not know I needed. In I my didn't life. know I needed it yeah. either. And also, I thought I would be a little cringed out at him yelling at a, a Fortnite player. Do I look like But I it was actually help? really funny. Yeah, you look it was. Like and Korg. Ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Korg yeah, came the back. The rocket going back to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Korg and uh, I can't remember his Meek. little buddy, Meek. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His little. They're just playing. And Meek's sitting there like. With he, three pieces of pizza. Yeah. One stuffed in his face. He's got four arms, right? Yeah. And he's got. Because uh, at first I'm like, what is that? Like I couldn't tell. Like yeah. what did it was? It is a really quick shot. Yeah, yeah, it was a quick shot. And then after I think the second or third time seeing it, I'm like, oh, he's like totally pizzaed out. Yeah. Like, I'm just gonna give a quick shout out to Taika because he is he's so good amazing. as Korg. Yes, and he's wearing, and he's wearing his shirt. shirt. Yes. His shirt that he did the tour. <laughs> yeah, the pineapple shirt. It yep. was great. It was so good. Oh man. Yeah, but so Fat Thor. I didn't know I needed it. It's so good. And like it, it like was. you brought up earlier, it you ne- like you thought, okay, maybe halfway through the movie, you're like, 
He's gonna, you know, get yeah. out of it. He's gonna work he'll out. Just, he'll he'll just lightening up, and all of a sudden yeah. he's ripped again. Right? Nope. nope. <laughs> he's running in the final battle yes. with his suit on, and it doesn't fit anymore. Yeah, and he's got pushing yeah, through it. Kind of stretched out. Oh. I absolutely love though, like that he he goes into Thor mode and gets lightened up, and it braids his beard, yes, and it gives cool. him like dreadlocks yes. and yeah, braids in his so hair. Cool. Okay, the best the best fat Thor was when they're walking onto the platform and he's the last one walking up and you you see his you see the whole handles and everything from behind in this in the time in the pin particle yeah, time the, suit yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's really good because that was when it like really sank in You're yeah like, yeah Oh, 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 and then oh, yeah. Well, yeah, well, this is him now. It's it's so. I mean, it was just funny. a brilliant move. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it was great because you know Thor's been the eye candy for the right. ladies. To, you right. know the 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 nerds that are married are gonna drag their significant others, and you know they're like, well, we gotta have some eye candy for them, yeah. other than Captain America, whatever, <laughs> and 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 he's it, and he has been for however long and, and yeah. to, to totally ruin that was fantastic the thing that i love about it is that it shows that he isn't just that yeah chris hemsworth yeah. is an actor yeah. that can act yep is good at acting yes and is great hilarious. at comedy yes oh he oh was, my gosh oh my, yeah. i'm finally i'm glad they finally realized yeah. that and somebody was that. like Wait, hey are he's you crying funny. are you crying <laughs> Oh, are you crying? No, no. Yes. <laughs> How brilliant was, and we'll get into that too, oh, like man. the callbacks. Yeah. There but, was a lot of, I, it, you know, I, I don't even think I want to call it fan service because it works in the context of the story. So like, they didn't feel like there was a whole lot of like, here's the thing for you. Star Wars feels like that. Yep. Star Wars feels like it does a lot of that. It feels like, forced. Uh, <laughs> boo. Yeah, well, that's boo. where Star Wars is at yeah, right you're, now. You're not wrong. <laughs> but like going back on, and, and talking to, uh, you know, the, the ancient one, like that's a whole, that scene is Loved amazing. That. that was cool. It's was so cool. good. And then like, because when it happens, I'm like, oh yeah, she would have been there. Yep. fighting the yep. Chitarian invasion and stuff like while it was happening. I didn't even consider all of that. It's so good. Which in tangent, they use Jay Kino's musical theme. Oh, did they? That sequence. Okay. Yep. Well, there you go. I think that's in a fantastic scene. The one thing I want to talk about though, is uh professor Hulk, which they don't call him <laughs> that in this, but uh, I don't know about you guys, but it was jarring the first time I saw him. With the five years later, and then it yeah, cuts to him in yeah. the diner, yep. and I'm and uh, it, it was like <laughs> with like oh, stubble. Uh -huh. yeah, it was yeah. a little unsettling. It was, and I was like hipster, hipster Hulk, and like, it was it kind of ridiculously lifelike. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I was yeah. telling Eric, I was like, yeah. it felt like they just took Mark Ruffalo's head and blew it up three hundred percent and made, it, it, made green. it green. Yeah, it looked so kind of real but then not, it was really uncanny valley it yeah. took me a little bit to get used to it yeah. honestly yeah. Yeah. i don't think it was until they're they're doing the test run with ant-man oh yeah <laughs> and, and <laughs> i can't even talk about it somebody <laughs> peed my pants i'm not sure if it don't was young old me, me or young or me. old me it was or me or just maybe me, me. <laughs> <laughs> i think it might have been 
<laughs> but oh, that, that was, was I think that's the first scene where I'm like, yeah. I, I was okay with him finally yeah. being yeah. Hulk all the time. Um, yeah, it was like 90% of the movie. He it was, it Hulk. was, he was never, I mean, the only time he was, yeah, it was yeah. after, out of body. Ancient years, one, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I guess, yeah, he wasn't Hulk in the, no, wait, was in he the after first, funeral? The first scene. Um, oh, uh, he was Hulk funeral, but he was not the Hulk when Tony originally came back the first no, time. yeah. Because that was before. Captain Marvel brought him back. Yeah, because oh, that was okay. before the five-year. Yeah. Oh, right. That's before the jump. Yeah. That's right. Because that's when he. And they only had like a throwaway shot of him in the bedroom with Tony. That yeah, like that's out. right. Okay. Yeah. That's well, I right. mean, he had a couple of lines when they were discussing going after oh, Thanos. Right. Yeah. yeah. But that's that was right. about it. But, you know, you know so kind of back to, and this ties in with, with the Hulk and, the, you know, Professor Hulk, um, but Fat Thor I mean, <laughs> what what Marvel has done so excellently and and is personalized and humanized these characters, yeah, to a point where people, the audience, have emotional relationships with these characters, right? Guilty as yeah. charged, and and so it it humanizes them, and when. <laughs> Thor, the last person on the earth that is going to have an anxiety attack, and I'm having right. a panic attack, and then Rocket of all people slaps him. Like yeah. get it together, man! Yeah. Like that. It's so. It was. It was so human that whole moment, yep. as well as the handles and everything. You know, and yeah. just it, it, the process of of him going through the depression and everything else. It, it was really, like, it, it just brings it home. Like, it really it's like harkens real stuff that people deal with. Yeah. It harkens know? back to, I think where these came from Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, all these guys, you know, they've always written these comics for people to, uh, you know, to uh, associate with. Right. Yeah. And it's the biggest difference I always felt with DC and Marvel. And I, I'm not going to get into this episode because we talk about it all the time. Oh, you just did. But <laughs> but what I'm saying is like, there, there doesn't feel like there's a whole lot of relatable characters from the, let's say, original stack of, of, of DC characters. Yeah, 100%. Right. You know, I can't relate to Superman. Um, even though they tried to make him, you know, this Kansas boy, no, you know, middle America, no, you still, no, you still no. can't. Smallville, yeah, yeah, okay. And it was good, but no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Batman lost his parents, but he's still a trillionaire. Yeah, so I can't, you can't really relate to him. Yeah. So I mean, is is Iron Man is a trillionaire? Also, they they do such a different job about like you know making him an alcoholic, him having him having you know relationship issues, him having dad issues, you know all these yeah. other things that humanize that character, 100%. bring him down to your level, even if he does have infinite amounts of money. Well, and that and yeah, I totally agree. I mean, Marvel has done a a fantastic job from comic book days yep. personalizing those characters. I mean, look at Spider-Man. Yeah. I mean, Spider-Man was like I mean, this, what a way to bring that home. This nerdy kid. Oh, yeah. and, that relationship home. And, yeah. And it was like, you know, you could relate. The average kid could relate to him. Right. And yeah, you, you wanted to you win. be him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, that you bring up a good point, um, or a good, a good thing to talk about is the, um, since we're in spoilers, obviously, mm -hmm. um, Iron Man dies. 
And uh, okay, I'm done. Yeah, let's just <laughs> sit down. Uh, let's just let's just get. I, I still can't. I let's can't. get this out of the way. I'm hoping that I go the seventh time, and something <laughs> He's alive. I missed something. I didn't sit. There's a mystery end credit scene that comes back, you know, and poof, everything's fine. While you, you know bring what? That Pepper up. said everything's gonna be fine. While you bring that up, did you stay through the first time? Yeah. Uh, I didn't stay through the first time, and here's why. That was the spoiler that the wife gave me in the car that I almost made her walk home and (laughs) and we almost had marital issues over. Wow, that's what she told you? She told me there was no end credit scene. Well, oh, that's what she told you. So did you stay at all after any of them? I did. Okay. Okay. Second one I did and I'm like, Oh, yeah. Little, well, nice little nice, callback. It's yeah, nice definitely callback, just nice a callback. Kind of, yeah, it's it's it was a, a nice culmination. This is a here's where we started thing. It was kind yeah. of a nice end cap. Yeah. Well, and I also thought like you know getting really deep here, like it's almost like oh okay now they're starting construction on the oh, next. That's, that's an, uh, that's an yeah. interesting next way to say that saga. Yeah. Right. Next phase. Yeah. 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 Yep. I like that. Forgot about my monster. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so speaking of the uh, Tony and Peter Parker yeah. relationship, I mean, goodness okay. gracious. Okay, uh, now that you... I have one point I want to bring up real quick. I'm going to cut you off just real quick. Just real quick. Wouldn't be the first time. I know it's not. That's what this podcast is, is the Zach Cuts Off Eric podcast. I'm really enjoying this. But I want to talk about that real quick because I was thinking about it this morning, and I've only seen it once. Um, I'll, I'll be seeing Same. it again. What? And I... Shush. I can't... I can't I'm sorry, we're not all like you. You yeah. can't... But I, so I was thinking about it this morning and there's really in that scene, I bring up Tony's death and uh, there's only two people that really talk to him. And this morning I was like, you know, you know, Captain America you had a relationship with Tony, you know, three right. people that talk. Oh, to who's him. the third besides the first uh, one was Rhodey. Oh, that's right. Okay. Before Spider-Man. Okay. That makes sense. then. then so Pepper. the three people though, that they chose to have that final moment with made the most sense. No, oh, absolutely. If you would have all of a sudden Hawkeye's walking up and Ant Man's walking up, like it would have, it would have felt so weird. I feel like, right. But you had the three characters that it mattered the most with. I mean, Rhodey, obviously from the beginning, that makes sense. Yep. You know, um, Pepper Potts, obviously, and she His needed wife. to be the last one. Yep. And yep. you know, um, but the so it was a beginning and the end because the Spider Man relationship was probably the closest relationship he had more towards the end. Yeah, and yep. then, and also it's such a big part wife. of homecoming is that relationship between the two of them, right? That it made the most sense well, that I mean, they would be the closest. Essentially, you know, his first kid. Yeah, and yeah. and Spider Man's dad, right? In a lot of ways, a father figure. Yeah. Yep. Um, and they they you know Spider Man and him had Spider Man's last moments in Infinity War together, so right. it was it was a fitting kind of you know uh, symmetry in a lot of ways with that. Yep. Um. I, I do want to talk about this a little bit more though in the filmmaking aspect of it. Um, absolutely beautiful storytelling and perfect storytelling, I think, to have him not say anything at all while he's dying. Right. Um, it was so impactful that the last thing he ever said was, I am Iron Man, yep. and then snaps his fingers. And then when he's dying, it's just people well he kind of pouring utters, into him kind of utters pepper 
Oh, yeah, well, that's true. I mean, yeah, it yeah. kind of calls her over. But, but you know, you know is, what I'm saying, though. It's like, a he, nice juxtaposition because he is kind of known as the loud mouth. Exactly. Talking all the time, yes. hundred words a minute. And that's all he did in the first, you know, when he announces he's Iron Man, he's just jabber, jabber, jabber. I am Iron Man. Yep. And then now it's, I am Iron Man. The I'm end. at peace. Like, this is it. Like, it's yeah. over. Yep. Oh, geez. Uh, and I mean, yeah. Speaking of throwback <laughs> in the movie, too. I mean, what a nice moment he had with his own father. Yeah. Right. Howard. Yeah. yeah. The the time travel stuff, which we haven't even touched on. No, we didn't. Um, is so good. Yeah. Um, but good. you get so many closed closed loops here. You get so many endings to stories and conclusions yep. and satisfying moments. You know, Stark finally has that that loving moment with his dad. Right. And he fi- even though he has no idea that yeah, it's his son. Closure there's closure and cl- closure. Thor, yes. Thor and his mom. Thor yeah. and his mom is another yeah. big one. Yeah. Um, I, I love that they basically used, they, or they undid in a lot of ways, a lot of what happened in Dark World. Yeah. Um, is it called Dark World? The, yeah. yeah. Thor the Dark World. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I love that they, they undid a bunch of stuff from that movie basically because i mean that is one of the sour spots of the mcu a lot of people well, consider completely but undid infinity war <laughs> well, that's true too. i mean like half of infinity yeah. war doesn't happen what what i do like about it though is they didn't roll back time they just brought everyone back right. and pushed them five years in the future basically for those people yep um well which brings up some issues i think yeah there was a there was a couple after yeah these are small okay, gripes but the question but, the, the okay here's the burning question this is the burn. Every, this is what everybody wants to know. At what point did you cry? And it could be multiple points because guilty. What was the first cry? What was the first point in which you either got choked up, welled up, leaked a tear, or totally bawled your eyes out? And huh. I didn't. I didn't totally bawl my eyes out. Oh, I think the, way, the first. I. I was. I. I took, got really close. It took me all I, my energy not to. Just yeah. Totally, are we talking a, about like? Happy tears? No, no, tears? no. I think sad. But I, I, I see where you're going with this because yeah, you can, my happy a, tear would be, oh my gosh, this is freaking incredible. When you start to see all of the the Doctor Strange spirals, that was, yeah, that and uh, the moment right before that when Cap was able to hold Mjolnir. Oh, was that right before? Oh, that was right okay. before it. Yeah, yeah. When it came, oh. I was like, yeah. of course. And yeah. then and Thor like, going, I, I knew, knew it. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, which was so cool because one of my favorite scenes in the entire MCU is in um, Ultron. In Ultron, when yep. they're sitting around <laughs> yeah. after the party and they're doing, the, yeah. you know. I'm just really glad they referenced back to that and, right, by and, him saying it. Yeah. And, he, and Captain was the only one that even wiggled yep. yeah. the hammer. But then Thor obviously breathed the sigh of relief after he couldn't get it off <laughs> right. the table. The thing that's crazy to me is like he calls it. Like he doesn't just walk up and pick it up. Like Captain calls yeah, he does the hammer. Little, yeah. Little and it hand out. Oh my gosh. And the stuff he was doing, uh, like th- oh, yeah, throwing he, it and yeah, bouncing off yeah, the, the shield. Boom. And then, yeah. Oh, the only thing I was a little confused on was Cap being able to summon lightning. Because I, think, if I you, guess it's just a. But if you recall back to Odin, he said, oh, "Are you he, got? Are you the god of hammers?" Right, that's no. true. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if maybe he was. He can just kind of channel, like take take some of Thor with him, mm. and just like say, like you know, hey Thor, lightning strike this real quick, and then like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, minor gripe. Yeah, um, yeah, Molnir can can channel yeah. some of those qualities or something. How uh, do you say it? 
Molnir. Is that how you say it? Molnir. 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 I thought it was Molnir. We could like, just do it like Darcy says. Meow meow. Meow meow. Yeah. Yeah. Meow meow. Um. We were talking about something before all that. I forgot what we were talking about. Uh, crying, crying. The, the first crying sad point. moment. Okay. Uh, yeah. For, I mean, happy for, moment was first fine too. First excited yeah. moment. That was like, <gasps> yeah. Is is I that was the first breath. cheer. Yes, that I was the first breath. cheer in the theater. Everyone in the theater cheered during. Yeah, that. and and as I rem- I remember watching it and like as soon as because Th- Thor's what pinned down by uh, by Thanos. Thanos. Yeah, and, and Iron uh, Man's out. Yeah, and the hammer comes whizzing by and it hits him. I'm like, that's gonna be Captain holding it like as soon as it happens well, like this the, is ca- awesome the, the, the scene cuts to the hammer lifting off the ground yes yeah you don't see captain and then the next scene you see the hammer hitting thanos right and then going back and then as it flies back captain america catches it and people just and he's got the minds. shield and it's yeah. just oh. it's such an epic shot <laughs> it is the composition yeah. of it and everything well, is incredible. yeah at that point he had half a shield yeah right yeah uh, it's it's oh my gosh which yeah speaking back to the trailer lying there's a shot in the trailer where he tightens his shield strap um and you don't see anything you see the full shield at that point the shield is broken in half mm-hmm. and also his bone is sticking out of his arm in the movie and so when he pulls the strap oh, it right. he, it pushes the his forearm bone back into his body i didn't see the bone yeah, sticking you got, out i saw the big gash i, I i'm pretty re- sure it's a bone sticking out and then when he pulls it, it pops it back into place. I'm gonna have to look at Ooh. that again. I might have, I might be wrong though. I mean, I've only seen it once. Yeah, you know, you you should know. <laughs> I should know. Yeah, but Blondie. still, but you still, you did there, you see so Howard the Duck? I, you know what? I totally looked, and I, I couldn't. Um, he is there. Where? But, so when all the the portals are coming through, and uh, the wasp walks through, and she takes her helmet off, to her left, our viewing right. He's like right here and with it's a, a big gun. Super fast scene. It's too. really quick. Like you, you blink and you clip, miss it. Yeah. This guy. Yeah, it's crazy though because then I'm looking for. So last time, so last night when I went and watched it, I spent most of the time watching the final battle, looking in the background for Howard the Duck. Right. Like I'm like, okay, well, if he's there, he's got to be, be fighting somebody. Yeah. And so I'm li- like, I really wasn't paying attention to the main. I was looking like, <laughs> I'm sure he's got, he's got it. Cause they're not just going to have him there and then not killing a something in the background later yeah, on. Too, I'm but sure he is, but man, there's a lot of activity. That going scene on. is hard incredible. To, it's hard. Cause you have, I, I can't remember what all the sorcerers are called. I guess just sorcerers. But yeah. all the Doctor Strange people. Mm-hmm. But anyways, the, all this you have all the sorcerers. You have all the, the Valkyries. Um, the Valkyries are back. And then you have yeah. the uh, well, and the all ra- the, uh, the the Ravengers. Rag- all the, and, yep. and then all the Ragnarok, uh, not Ragnarok. All the uh, Asgardian Asgardian oh, yeah. troops. Yep. Like I was like, holy it was a, rocks! Batman. It was a I mean, real. It was, uh, <laughs> it was a real Gandalf the White moment. Oh, it really was. Yes, <laughs> Dude, when the portals and, I mean, just start opening. The moment at, as as Falcon is sweeping uh, across. Yeah. Well, and it's portal, knew, portal, 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 and then all these people are just pouring in, and the look on Thanos's face is. Priceless. Oh, it's so good. I was so he's glad like, that they went that route instead of making right. him like smile like he's stoked to do it. Oh no, he was like. Oh snap! But I mean, the moment right before that, where like Cap stands up and, all, and it's just him himself, and everybody, and then all of a sudden you hear, oh. and then like just the little radio, yeah. Sam. Like, okay, the first time I watched it, I didn't get that that was Sam. 
I thought it was one of. The, I thought it was either Rhodey. I or thought it was Bucky or somebody. Yeah, I thought, I it, thought was, it was Bucky. Oh I, yeah, right. I thought it was somebody that had gotten trapped in the, the rubble and they were trying to figure it out. Yep. And then when he and then when he says on your left, yeah, boom, <laughs> yeah, it's it's so good. I mean, we, I we, throat, throat yeah. start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I start welling up. Oh, there's a scene in I think it's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Yeah, it is where um baby Groot is getting like stepped on and stuff by all the ravengers yeah. like in a circle and they're all beating him up and stuff and like that was hard hard to watch uh the first time i saw it and um it was the same in this in in-game when rocket is stuck under the rubble and he's like i can't move my legs i can't I move my legs I'm just, that was that was the first time yeah. where i'm like they're gonna kill off rocket and there's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> like Rocket's one of my favorite characters would ever. That, would you say you, that was your first sad? That was my first tear sad tear. Yeah, for crying sure. Right now, I, no, my voice just cracked. That's <laughs> fine. I'm not crying. You're crying. He's, he's, he's I actually he's surprisingly actually up right now. <laughs> and then you and then you have to get Rhodey with his, his legs aren't working I anymore know. to go save him, and you're like, this isn't going to end well at all. No. Yeah, but oh. I I managed to keep it together. Until the spider, like the end, Iron Man dies. Yeah. But the, Peter Parker, like Tom Holland. No, when Peter, so when he pulled, when he shows up behind Star Lord in the portal, that was a happy moment. Yeah. But for you me. didn't, but there were no happy up. tears there. Oh, no, I, I, I totally, I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. Oh, no, there were happy this tears. Just, just, I'm talking down, and I'm like, pure sad breakout ball moment. Like if you were alone, you would have had a tissue yes. box and, 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 and I mean, blubbering. Tom Holland, I, I don't know what it is about this kid. Oh, he's so good. He is so good at bringing out emotion. Yeah. And the moment that he was saying, I'm sorry, Mr. Stark, that kind of, I was, it brought home what happened in Infinity War. Yeah. Oh. But from a different perspective. Right. And, uh, yeah. And then I, him being able to down. call him Tony. Yep. And you're like, oh, Oh, yeah, geez. and then uh, yeah. like the the kind of like dead inside. I can't do anything about this look that Robert Downey Jr. had the whole time. Yep. Oh, it, it, deadpan. That scene Robert, is so well directed and acted. And, I, and oh my gosh, uh, like he can you imagine? Okay, there's only one. There's okay. I've seen it six times, so yep. I'm I've been now. I'm watching it. By the not, way, if you're playing at home, the drinking game. How many times? Has Eric said how many times he's seen it? <laughs> You're now dead. You have alcohol poisoning. Good luck. Yeah. Don't drive. Yeah. But now I'm watching it from the point of view of what kind of shots are they doing? Right. What what um, you know, how are they framing that? What's the blocking on that? Which, by the way, my favorite blocking scene is when it's all one single shot when they're when they're in the conference room and they're breaking down. There, there's a shot where it goes like Tony's talking. Oh, and then about how to get goes, the stones. Yeah, and, yeah. And it was, and it was really well done. The way that I mean, you can tell that. Yeah, there's a few. They orchestrated kind of the yeah. moving around. Hawkeye's like, well, we need to like pick the targets, and he's like, yep, yep. and and just the way it moved, and it was all a single shot. The funeral until, too, until yeah. it cut to Thor getting ready to tell this story. And it was it's like, like asleep or whatever. Is he asleep? Right? I'm yeah. pretty sure he's dead. <laughs> yeah. 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 And there's, then, there's another one of those two in the funeral where they're going through the yeah, cast of yeah. everybody. But I can yeah. almost guarantee you 
probably 80% of that's green screen. You think so? Yeah, because there's no way they got all those people in the same spot at the same time. Well, the, Just but scheduling the one The one in the conference Maybe. room was more impressive more technical, to me yeah. because they actually... They had to move and, right. and kind of oh, choreograph. That's true. The actors themselves, they, right? Yeah, how they how I mean, it was really well done. The yeah. other one, it felt just like they were moving just through, a, kind yeah, of. Yeah, just a. a well, it's nice that they were like in there, like in the groups that they would normally. Yeah. That's true. They in. were all very segregated in yeah. a way. Yeah, like this is the <laughs> and then poor and this is- poor Brie Larson all by herself. Yeah. <laughs> And well, the kid from Iron Man three too. Yeah, Harley's just standing yeah. there. I was like, trying to figure out who that. Kid <laughs> yeah, you texted me, and I'm like, Iron I'm Man like, three dude, kid. Who's dude? the kid in the back? He grew I'm up, like, right? Like oh, he was. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm like, he's not the kid from Iron Man three anymore. No, he's no, like he's twenty was, years old. Yeah, it was five, seven years ago. Yeah, but and they, so that's insane. And yeah. there's one scene where when they when they go off to they're going to get the Infinity Stones. Which one? Um, they <laughs> Which everybody. Group? Oh, 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 oh! So, quantum realm. So they're going to Morag, right? And so oh. when they land a Morag, it's it's uh, Rhodey and Nebula. They're one team. They're mm. supposed to get the Power Stone, and then it's um, Hawkeye and Black Widow mm-hmm. that are supposed to go get the Soul Stone. Talk but about they that both, too. but they both they they land on Morag first, and, and then they take then in yeah. Hawkeye and Black Widow take the ship. And so there's that whole scene right there. And they're like, Hey, can you kind of hurry it up? And he's like, Hey, that's really not helping. (laughs) And I, I, if you look at the expression on Scarlett Johansson's face, like she is way too smiley during that whole, that, that whole segment. Like, is that say keep each other six and they kind of walk on the ship? And she's just, I'm like, I bet when they were doing the filming, it was one of those moments where they were just totally cutting up. Jeremy Renner was just to- going off. Yeah and, yeah. and they were just rolling and she couldn't keep it together. Yes, yeah. And I think it. they finally go, look, we are not going to get this scene. <laughs> That's as close as we're going to get. Because, yeah. I mean, this is a serious moment. Yeah. She's right. kind of laughing and yep. giddy. And it's right. like, you, your your smile is out of place, sister. I'm like, <laughs> and then they get on, and and the next scene is them flying through space, and and you know he makes some comment about um, this, this is, is a far yeah. cry from Budapest. We've come a long way from Budapest, but, yeah. And she's like, still got that giddy like, <laughs> but you know, on that, I actually want to talk about that because I feel like this movie in particular is Scarlett Johansson's best performance. I think so. Because at least in the MCU, in the MCU, yeah. because uh, up to this point, she's kind of been—I uh, mean, she's had her moments, but she's kind of been just kind of deadpan, little side kinda, character, like yeah. side character, and uh, not very many facial expressions, not very emotive. Yeah, kind of always the same uh, well, look. And, yes, yeah. and to to her defense, you know, she was supposed to be this emotionalist assassin, right? So right. she's kind of working through yeah. that. Yeah, the, and this is a culmination of probably her getting to. Which I mean, she, I, she is now. She acted beautifully in this well, movie. Well, the I mean, the five year later mark, and she's you know her hair has grown out, and she's yep. but she hasn't dyed it. Like she's let it stay blonde and still go out, and she hasn't cut it, and she hasn't taken care of it, and she clearly has like Issues. this this woman yeah. that has been through wars and battles and stuff. 
Um, she got so messed up. She has PTSD now, clearly. Yeah. Like, yeah. And she's in that scene, and you can see like her ballet slippers in the background, and she's trying to eat the sandwich. Yeah, she's got and she's PTSD, losing it. and she's well, got I mean, PTSD. And she's worrying and about I mean, these earthquakes that <laughs> yeah. don't matter. Right. Like, and just the moment normal. that sh- uh, Rhodey tells her about Hawkeye. Yeah. Oh yeah. And she, oh my breaking gosh, breaking down. Oh. Yeah. Just in, in a in a in a just a finger snap. She. That was not a pun. <laughs> yes, it was. Just immediately changed. I mean, it was so good. She's really great in this, and it feels like they gave her moments. And obviously, the reasoning is because they were going to kill her. Right. And they knew that. So that you had to have these moments to, again, associate with her, uh, connect with her, and then that way you feel bad when you see her yep. dead. Right. And I saw somebody post, you know, a lot of people have been taking pictures and, and crappy phone video of the movie while they've been <laughs> seeing it. That's, oh, which is awful. Man. And that's another topic. It is awful, but dude. somebody showed side by side of um, Gamora on the ground uh, for the soul stone. And then Scarlet, Scarlet Johansson, black <laughs> widow on the ground for the soul stone. And they, they like, they're laying the exact same way. Like the, the, the blood, symmetry, the same, blood, everything yep. is the exact same. And so I just, I love that, that like, that's such good directing. That's not the story. Right. That's not the screenwriter. That's yeah. not the cinematographer. That's the direction. And well, and the same thing with Jeremy Renner raking, waking up with the stone, same exact right. shots yeah. as when Thanos I didn't did need that here. And so I, I'm sitting there three hours. Now I'm watching it. Like, where can we cut? Where, <laughs> what, how can we cut this down? It doesn't have to be two hours. I'm not saying it has to be two hours, but where can we cut? I didn't need the shot after she's on the ground of him waking up with Soulstone in his hand. I actually right? liked it. I mean, it was cool. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it, it is I, an emotional a, moment. It's an emotional right. moment. He has like a little fit and he slams his hand in the water and it's whatever. I didn't need it though. You're right. Like I could have, yeah. I, you could have cut that scene. Because it wasn't long, but you could have cut that scene and moved into the big flash where they're coming back. Everybody's coming back through the quantum tunnel. And then you let him have his moment on could. that platform. <clears throat> yep. Yes. I think you're right. There's, I said earlier, it didn't feel like a long movie, but I do agree that there is moments you could have cut and it would not have lost anything. You wouldn't have lost any of your flow or your emotion or anything. And that's one that you could have cut yeah, because it's editing is editing. Ha, see, I got to cut you off once. Go for it. You did it <laughs> earlier too. It's fine. I'm not going to call you. But out edit, on it. So what, what's one of the big sayings in editing? You got to do what you got to kill your darlings. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You, you, no, yeah. Don't get, yep, don't fall don't, in love with your projects and kill your babies. And, and yeah. And so, and those are, I mean, like you said, the scenes are fantastic and it looks great and it's cinematic and it just feels fantastic. But it does it. Is it absolutely necessary to support the story? Yeah. There's a few of those. Yes. Hulk going down the stairs. Like when they tell him, oh, you got to take the stairs. He's like, oh, I hate the stairs. And then, no, that's necessary for the story. No. You you can say that, but you don't have to show him. Actually going down oh. the stairs saying, oh, so many stairs. Like you You're already right. set okay. that up. I'll give I mean, you that. I could say the same with I, Cap's scene at the beginning in the, uh, like the uh, emotional yeah, yeah, circle where, yes, thing. That could oh, be sure. completely gone. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Doesn't to me, need to be in there. Even watching it. And this is nothing like, I'm not ragging on the Russo brothers, but it seemed to me like they put that in there just so Joe Russo could act. 
It does kind of come across yeah. that way. Yeah. It's a and little, so it was a little off putting. Yeah. 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 And the guy that, the other guy that talks is, I believe he's the author uh, or one of the authors of, or no, he's the, I'm sorry. He's the comic book creator of, of yeah. Thanos. That's yeah. the other guy that talks in there. Okay. So that's kind of why he's in there. Um, but I totally agree. You get, you get a sense of where the world is by those aerial shots. Right. You don't need, and you could have cut to Black Widows. Right. Actually, you yeah. could have cut, you could have cut right to, the the rat in in the um in the storage unit in the van right where Scott Lang gets spit which out. which oh, that's that from, could be the opening yep. scene for my big nerds uh Scott Lang's uh gate or whatever you want to call those those little storage unit is a uh, six one six which is what Earth's number is in the comic books the Earth of the main storyline is Earth six one six there's multiple orders so. hmm. anyways comic book nerds um. That those two scenes could have cut the other one that I did not like that felt really random and out of place to me was when they go back to 2012 and professor Hulk is there and, and, uh, yes. and Captain America goes and try and smash some stuff. And then he's and like, he walks up and he hits like a thing. It just, <laughs> it, it was funny. It was funny. But it felt weird. It felt like a deleted yeah. scene that I was watching yeah. through a montage of other deleted scenes. Could have been cut. You didn't need it. I didn't need it at all. Yeah. It served no purpose to the story. Yeah. Honestly, that was the one that stuck out the most to me that I was yeah. like, that nah, I would have cut. I that mean, you, you already saw 2012 Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. Smash. You had the, you yeah, from see. another angle. And right. that was another thing that I really liked about this is, and that's one of the many like redeeming qualities of back to the future too, is like getting those scenes again from a different angle, you know, and they playing did, off yeah, of in that. this movie. Yeah. Really? Oh, it's so good. I mean, the, okay. New York, <laughs> the way they did the dark world and yeah. Yeah. Peter Quill's scene with the original song. Oh, right. that was awesome. And then him getting oh, punched out by yeah. Rhodey. And then you hear, hearing <laughs> him, great. hearing him singing it with without, no, the, without the music. Yes. It was so good. Oh yeah. Yeah. And Cause then, I didn't think about that. And then Rhodey's face, <laughs> yeah. dude. So he's, he's an like, idiot. He's like, yeah. I mean, yeah. but it took him a minute to get, he was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And fantastic. then man, he gets, he gets lots of uh, flack because like later on, Gamora goes, this is him, right? <laughs> well, goes, it was well, either him or a tree. Or a tree. <laughs> yeah. And then he's sitting oh, there like, wait, man. what? Uh, I'm interested to see how that'll go now that Thor is a guardian of the galaxy, the potentially the Asgardian of the galaxy. Because <laughs> now Gamora has a choice between Quill and, and Fat Thor. True. But uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. He probably won't well, be fat by No, he won't Guardians be fat three. by then. Well, maybe Thor will use the Bowflex that, that oh, Star right. Lord finally yeah, that's got. Right. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, Star World's been back to Earth now, though. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah. that. Yeah. He's, where is that going to go? I don't know because they don't like. I mean, they're at the funeral. They're yeah. at the funeral. So they you know, I, I wonder. Sans Gamora. That's right. Gamora she's gone. Oh, then at, they leave. They they leave. Yep. That's right. Gamora was not at the funeral. Yeah. So I'm curious where that'll go. I'm curious if now he'll come back. To, I mean, he doesn't really have a reason to. I guess his dad yeah. is. You know, Kurt Russell is gone. He's yep. dead, and his mom's dead. Um. Older there, grandpa or uncle? Yeah, he's probably dead. He's dead. Yeah. Or no, actually, he's in. He's in Guardians too. He's in this when the um, the plant thing's going crazy, uh, in the Missouri town. You see him running in this in the in that little town there. Yeah, he, really? he runs past the camera real quick. So he's in Guardians Volume Two. He's just really old in that. Huh. Um. Didn't notice that. Steve Steve Kahn? No, that's not Steve. Kahn. I can't remember that guy's that actor's name. Um. But anyways. Um. Yeah. Gosh. There's so many 
people in this movie, so many actors in this movie. I mean, yeah. can we talk about how they brought back Natalie Portman for a hot 30 seconds? Okay, but and they actually did. did. But did yeah. they actually bring her back? Yeah, to they did. Because she's, she's credited. And that well, scene and was invite- never in the dark world. Yeah, that original where why? Yeah, was that it a cut? Up. Was it well, that was what I was, was wondering. It a cut scene that Could've they been. didn't yeah. use. I was actually really curious about that. Is if they I, used deleted scenes or I not? I guess there was a falling out with her, which is why they wrote her out. Which she, I didn't know this. Yeah, she didn't like then, being in comic book movies. Yeah, or something like that. And then, but she got invited to the premiere because well, I think she was in it. She, and, I think she still likes like Marvel to an extent. I'm not sure she likes Hemsworth. Oh, interesting. Because that's why they weren't well together on screen. Well, and also he he made a big stink about not kissing her. Like I'm not gonna kiss another actress on on like in yeah because it's his wife. They had yeah the, in, the shot in Dark he World kisses yeah. her is his wife, and and so they made that. And so I wonder if she took offense to that. Maybe I don't know. At the same time, it's though, funny. Yeah, I, I, well, I would think it'd be the opposite. Like yeah, yeah you'd be like, like respectful Port- of it. Well, yeah, and almost. I, well, I almost feel like Natalie Portman would be the one that's like, nah, nah, oh, do yeah, that. maybe don't make me do that. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, but she's—I don't know. She's done a lot of stuff where I don't think she'd be that way. Right. It's—it's it's just it's an interesting dynamic. Something happened there. Well, I think but the, after the yeah. major thing was uh, she didn't like that Patty Jenkins got replaced with Alan Taylor on the Dark World. Oh, oh, see, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. She uh, made Patty a, Jenkins she was going to do Dark World? Yeah. She oh. made a big stink about that. Wow. That would have been such a different movie. Yeah. She yeah. almost quit wow. the Dark World because wow. Feige, uh, they let her go, I guess, for some reason. I'm not sure. Wow. Interesting. So then she went over and did Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, and, well, better that turned out, but yeah. It's funny because I heard, I heard some of that before I went and saw it last night. And then so I was watching that scene very carefully and I'm like, it could very well have, it could been, have been cut. From because yeah. Rock, you don't ever see Rocket actually stick her with the no, thing. She gets up like it and could have been a double. Get, yeah, yeah, she get she gets up out of the bed and you see and it and walks out of the scene and that's it. Yeah, and even the scene where she walks into the room doesn't even really look like her. True. Like no, it yeah, was when like, she opens the door uh, and like somebody hands her something, yeah. it, that doesn't really look like her. Yeah, and it and it you can't. It's not close enough to really tell, so it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, but there like, is only the there's the one shot right yeah. of her laying in the bed. Yeah, that's definitely she wakes her. Up, and then they use her the picture when Thor's yeah, talking about her. Right. But, the one know, thing I, I wanted to point out about this is I was amazed at how the continuity of like like uh film or video whatever you want to call it quality was yeah because they show that shot that's that iconic shot from avengers one where they come around them all yeah and it was not a jarring thing going from like the alexa 65 to um, probably film i don't remember what they shot you know i think actually it was alexa the original alexa xx sxt uh for avengers one and it it matched. Yeah. In the you, color yeah. grade matched. And whoever whoever did the color grade in the in the shots from like the you know the alternate angles from Avengers One and every yep. other flashbacky scene, yep. it matched yep. perfectly. It felt like they actually went yeah, back in twenty twelve and shot that again. Right. It felt like the same scene. It, yeah. it was amazing. And that was the one thing that that I remember um I can't remember some movie recently did kind of a similar thing where they used footage from another from a previous movie in it and it didn't it didn't look right i think it might have been mission impossible 
or something mm-hmm. where they used an old Mission Impossible, but it was like when they cut to it, it was like really grainy and it obviously was a different film stock because Mission Impossible was all shot on film. And it was obviously like a different film stock and from 20 years ago and it didn't match the rest of the movie. So it really was jarring, especially watching it in like a 4K yeah. laser projection. You know, you're like, oh gosh. But I was so impressed with the continuity, yeah, flashback wise of of all the matching and the in the art direction. Well, the not only that, and, not yeah. only that, the continuity with messing around with time travel, because that and I mean, you you start to go, oh well, then this person wouldn't have been. You get all these kind of yeah. open-ended loops that right, and that was some of the red flags that popped up for me specifically. Uh, relating to you know obviously Loki yeah yeah uh, Captain America meeting himself right and basically saying oh yeah Bucky's alive just to get away <laughs> right <laughs> but I think and that then the works. elevator scene happening in Stark Tower the Bucky's alive works because he told what move which one was it when when well, it's uh, Winter Soldier Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier that's when, when he, he was, took the mask off and he's yeah, like yeah and and he just totally froze up and was like but there's a line in i think the beginning of that where he says something like i think bucky's still alive and i think it works so by him by well i mean by loki by you know future or i guess present captain america (laughs) telling past captain america that Bucky's still alive. I think it still works well, in the context he knows, of that timeline. Because he knew himself and he right. knew how important his friend yeah. Bucky was to him. And then I, I just found it entertaining. Yeah. Well, you can also play it off as, yeah. you know, past Captain America thinking that that's Loki. Right. Well, because he says tricks. it. Because he yeah. says like, all right, I got to You know, I got it. I have uh, Loki. I have a location on Loki or whatever. Yeah, and then they the fight. Yeah, 14th floor. That's, that is one of my favorite lines in the whole movie, though, is him saying, I can do this all day. And he goes, I know, I know. Yes, that was also funny. <laughs> it's, it's so like, good. I like, yeah, but I know you can. <laughs> technically, did you, um, not only the elevator scene, which was brilliant with all the original uh, cast, even the extras were original which makes me yeah. think that i guess they do that every single time something happens is they bring those that same group of so. hydra guys yeah because because uh civil not civil war but uh winter soldier that doesn't happen for another four years right right or something like that or yep. three years um yeah the ele- in that time back to the elevator yeah. fight scene yeah because yeah. it's a different building it's a different time but it's yeah. the same well i guess the shield guy's not in the original uh, uh winter soldier scene the guy in the suit. That's true. He's not the in classes. that because right. I think he's dead yeah. by then. Yeah, they threw him. Well, they threw him off the yeah. Harrier, right? The carrier. Uh, Don't they throw him into the jet engine or something again, Winter Soldier? Oh, that no, that was after. Yeah, it was. Oh, after. okay. Yeah, yeah, that was well, all after yeah, the elevator. Never mind. But yeah, he's not in that in, right. in Winter Soldier. But yeah, the callback to that is great. So what were you yeah. gonna say? Uh, but they also, um, if you notice, just the, the way the camera moves during the two cap face off, it's the same movements and styling as the um what are the big ships called helicarriers the helicarriers yeah uh that scene with bucky and oh and him oh really like it's it's they're on that long oh that's yes and they move toward each other and it's just it's a brilliant kind of callback and they do that with all of i mean the the dark world morag All those specific places they do the same kind of it's it's almost it's almost like they knew what they were doing (laughs) Okay, well, who knew, dude? So speaking of the time travel thing, one of my favorite parts in this movie is when they're breaking down time travel. 
When, oh, and, yeah. And the different parts, right? So when they go to Stone and, and Ant-Man, is to- Scott Lang is totally saying, we can do this. And Tony's like, wait, are you totally basing this off of Back to the Future? Yeah. Right. He's like, no, no, of course not. Yeah. <laughs> and he Maybe me, a little he, bit. He <laughs> yeah. And then they're break, and then Rhodey, <laughs> Rhodey's like, oh, yeah, and he's listing exa- them all. Yeah, and he's going, like, and then <laughs> yeah. Paul and Rudd's hot, like, yeah, tub, hot tub time, time machine. machine. <laughs> yeah, and then he goes, yeah, hot tub time machine. <laughs> die Hard, wait, no, not that no, one. No, not, not Die Hard. <laughs> Uh, Just great. I mean, and it was so funny because it's all these nods back to pop culture. Yeah. And as yep. well as right from well, Infinity War. Yeah. When Tony Tony blows the whole, it's like, yeah, but the kid's seen more movies. And then yeah. Ma goes flying out. Right. You know, and because you, of aliens. It's a great storytelling device because what it's doing is it's it's letting your audience know that it doesn't. it's not happening the same way in this movie. Yeah. So not only are you doing these callbacks to to pop culture movies, you're also letting your audience have the information that look, that's not how time travel is going to work in this movie. Right. It's not going to be, you know, when when uh, Nebula kills her older self, she's going to disappear. Right. It doesn't work that way. Right. It's a different yeah. timeline. Right. Which, which now banner, that timeline doesn't have a nebula yeah. and it's like what yeah. Uh, yeah so that which that changes a bunch of stuff but then also that timeline doesn't have a thanos anymore thanos whatever and it's just like thanos that's the only change <laughs> i guess right nebula, i guess nebula and thanos don't don't have they don't exist anymore in that timeline right but all the well, stones are still there and yeah well yeah, oh, yeah from, and gamora because she left, comes into the future yeah because they left in 2014 so the 2014 but according to banner their their past self now becomes their future self and and their future is can't be <laughs> so affected confusing. no yeah, no dude, the, it, no their like, past it, self doesn't become their future self because wait. their future self became their past self and you can't the you can't change the future by ch- changing killing somebody in the past. Yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't, that line doesn't make any sense. The future well, self, because then that would mean that future th- this Thanos is the, doesn't exist. This is the dichotomy. Well, that's the, the grandfather tra- tra- paradox. Time travel but that's what, that's not what they're saying though. I didn't want to get into the time travel <laughs> aspect of this. Well, you, now, but now we're, we're here. Here we are. Because he says the, the grandfather paradox isn't a real thing which is what every basically every time travel movie ever uses. And the grandfather paradox is, is you go back in time and kill your, your grandfather. You're never born. That's that grandfather paradox. So, well, but what they're saying in this is that you're well, basically you stringing obey off the rules of time travel and you don't talk to your younger self or bet on sports events. <clears throat> Camp should be fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we've we've brought up Iron Man dying. Um, perfect send off to that. I can't yep. think of a better way they could have written that. Um, by him saying what his most famous line is. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I just I fully did the Judd Nelson fist pump from Breakfast Club every single time he says it. <laughs> I am. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 incredibly well executed. And and acted and yep. timed and, and edited and uh, there's not a negative thing about that moment. Um, but let's talk about the other what ending. What did you just say? We we've talked about it. We already talked about it at length. Let's let's move on to the other OG Avenger ending, Cap. and that's Captain. Good old America. Cap. We've we've old lost. Cap. We're losing three OGs. Yeah. Three. Luckily, one of them will be back in a prequel. 
Yep, which I'm yeah. sh- I'm curious how they're going to kind of work that in and explain that. But it's all right. about Budapest. Yep. So that'd be Renner. <laughs> Renner will be in that Aaron one too. Renner, well, sure. he's getting his own. He's getting his TV show. TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting that they announced all of those what two three weeks before this movie came out. Yep. And then now Falcon is Captain America. Uh, so they could have just called it Captain America <laughs> and the Winter Soldier, and people have been like, "Ooh!" Um, but right. I guess they didn't want to spoil that. Yeah. Um, but here we are. So now I'm curious if they'll change the name of that show to Captain America and Winter Soldier. Right. Of course they will. Or Captain Falcon. I don't know what they're going to call him. <laughs> Captain Falcon. That's uh, isn't that a, a Super Smash Brothers character? Um, yeah. Anyways, Falcon Punch. Um, like Ratchet. Like Ratchet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, all the Asgardians call Rocket a rabbit. Mm-hmm. So that must be what rabbits look like on Asgard. <laughs> I guess if so. they're all saying that, uh, so I know, but, uh, I thought captain America's farewell, at least, you know, in, in the sense of the movie was pretty spot on, pretty yeah. perfect. I, I, Other yeah. than the numerous possible timeline issues. Um, what, what does it do though? Because I've, I've heard that on the internet, like somebody on Reddit said something similar and I just, I, I well, guess I I'm mean, not grasping in what the, the issue would be in the current timeline as it was before Endgame. Yeah. He never had the chance to be with Peggy. Yeah. So there's like a Peggy's real there, name. There's like Margaret. two Margaret. Yeah. There's like two um timelines then. There's the frozen cap and then there's the cap that kind of stayed behind the shadows. Mhm. Which would be the one that ultimately ended up with Peggy. So the question then is, okay, well what happened during the first Avenger? Did he actually Hit the plane? Did he eject himself? Did he? Yeah, like- I, th- I feel like he probably went back. I don't know to a week after that happened. Well, but okay. So we- since we're talking about this, this is did he go? Did he go back to 1945, Peggy, or did he go to 1970, Peggy? Because 1945, Peggy was like, let's say she was 25. Uh-huh. Because she was fairly. Well, this young. is the only screw up in this movie. This is by the this way. is the yeah. this is a huge. Age yeah. issue. Yeah, she's not thirty years older. She, she's she still looks like nineteen forty five Peggy. She has and they some go gray back hair, to 19, but yeah, other than nineteen seventy when he sees her in the office. But I mean, yeah, she she's not. She's not in like sixty. She's not sixty or, or seventy even years 50 old. Fifty years in old. Nineteen seventy. Yeah, yeah. Because she's, seventy. Let's if say she was twenty five and forty five. Yeah, twenty five years later, she would be fifty years old. She did not look fifty. This looks 50. Yes. For those this listening, I'm pointing Eric, at Eric. This looks this very fi- much 50. This is 50. Yeah. <laughs> this is 50. Then you might not you like 50, it, but this, this is, is peak not, 50. It yeah. doesn't look young. Anyways, yeah, that is, that is I a mean, big... Would have that made sense then if she was in Winter Soldier in current time? I mean, she was obviously 2012, really old in a nursing home. Because she's got Alzheimer's right. in... Is it Avengers or Winter Soldier that you see her for the first Winter time? Winter Soldier. Okay. Winter Soldier. So yeah. she has Alzheimer's in that, right? And she mentions yeah. her husband... Who I guess now would be would Captain, be, right? Um, but you're, you know, Steve. But I guess I, I, I assume that the dude hid from everybody, including yeah. Shield and Hydra, for you know years. I'm sure he could change his name. They, you know, moved yeah. on. Went but somewhere I honestly, else I and, think it was back in because I mean, when you when they do that little flashback scene after you see old the cars, yeah, the cars, the music. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely the forties or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he probably went back a a week after the plane crash in the Antarctic or or Alaska, wherever Canada, wherever it was. Um, nor nor not Norway, Iceland or Greenland or something. I can't remember where they, they crash in in first Avenger, but, um, 
Yeah, Newf- I'm sure he just went Newfoundland. back. And then they, yeah, let's list them all. Um, I'm sure. <laughs> and then she just kept the secret. The she probably Coast. just kept the secret. Perhaps. You know, yeah. but the, the, the that is the only screw up. And I think it's just a little bit of an oversight. Yeah. Because Peggy should have looked, she definitely should have looked older. They could have yeah. made her look older. Well, give her some widow's if you think pe- about you know, it, though, Stark's but, uh, dad you know. should have looked older too. In, y- y- yeah. In Ant-Man 1, the very beginning. Um, she did look like considerably old. She looked like um, she was right. 50. Yeah. Or even 60. In the flashback. Yeah. In the flashback right. with him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not which in is this. Which is around the same time. It's right. 80s, right? Yeah. But, well, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, it could have been. Because it's 10, like Wall Street Pim, time yeah, for, for um, Douglas. Yeah, Pim, you know, had a haircut and stuff. He didn't look quite as scraggly as Yeah, which, by game. the way, his 1970 DH looked incredible. Dude, yeah. I, I straight thought it was uh, Emilio Estevez at first. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. uh, you... Like, they did a really good job on that. Yeah, they did. I'm curious. I'm like, like Andrew Clark, front and center. <laughs> is it him? Do you think he actually acted that, or oh, did they just? No, I, I think, think it was so. a Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it was de-aging, but it wasn't like a stand-in, and then he just no. voiceover no. it. Yeah. No. It's amazing how many people are in this movie for 30 seconds. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, the, the ending funeral scene has everybody from every movie in it for yeah. Sam Jackson. 10 seconds, and yep. yeah, Sam Jackson, who I thought actually would have more at the ending of this because he's the one that started right. the Avengers initiative would have had a little bit more into it, but I think maybe they're, they're pushing him to be, have a, have a, maybe not a bigger role, but um, he's just going to be the kind of the captain Marvel guy now. Like he's just going to yeah. be in her movie. Well, he's in Spider-Man. Yeah. So we'll see how that far from yeah. home. Yeah. Oh, he is. Oh, him okay. and, that's right. Uh, okay. Colby Smolders. Yeah. That'll be cool. Yeah. Cause yeah, she's at the funeral too. And yep. Uh, surprisingly not at the funeral though. And then I'm thinking about it is, uh, Peggy's Sharon daughter, uh, no, niece. niece, niece. Yeah. And that brings up, I mean, when you know, I'm talking about that, I mean, that brings up a whole other set of issues. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Well, <laughs> cause now he was what past cap meet Sharon and the, like, cause I, they're technically related at that yeah, point. Yeah. I like, guess they oh, would have been <laughs> And why. Yeah. She should have recognized oh. him as her uncle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Anyways, but she timeline did issues. A lot of secrets. I mean, <laughs> timeline she, she issues. She was. Yeah. She did start Shield. So you know, there's That's that. True. Yeah, Peggy. Anyway. Peggy starting the secrets, keeping the secrets for fifty years. Turns and she got out, Alzheimer's. Turns out, turns out, not a niece, <laughs> but a daughter. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, moving on. Yeah. Moving on. This isn't Game of Thrones, <laughs> which I which I'm going to go home and watch as soon as this is done. Um, well, last you're, season. You're spo- uh, Okay, fair what? enough. Yeah, supposed to go see Endgame again. Yes, you are. Game of Thrones takes over that now. You know, for this for Sunday night. Yes, I still have. I'm going to watch Game of Thrones tonight too. How many? I still got eighteen. Are you caught up on it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk about that next time. Yeah. That that'll be on what are we what are we watching because <laughs> this be is all B, Endgame. That'll be the BZ podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we might start a little Game of Thrones. There's not enough of those out there. Yeah. Game of Thrones podcasts. Except I've not seen. I'm rolling one my episode burr, 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 burr. of Game. That's of fine. It's not for everybody. Where, where, what is your, your favorite scene? And in, in, how is Gamora? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite scene? And, and I, you know, from, from you can look game. at it from, you can look at it from a, 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 I almost said political. I don't know why. Um, oh, wait. we didn't even talk about the political okay, stuff. Well, let's get on. back. To, let's go to that real quick. What oh. are you talking about political? Okay. For this? So the whole black, white thing, Captain America, right? Yeah. So there's oh, that. oh, yep. you, okay. I see. So Subtext. There's, you know, 
And and I female empowerment. There's a female empowerment. Oh my gosh, thing. that shot's so epic, though. Yeah, it, it is. Oh it, my it gosh. Is. Um, and then I'm ready for that movie. And then there's some <laughs> there's there's some LBGT stuff going on with Joe talking about his date at uh, the very beginning being with the guy. Yeah. And and uh, Danvers' haircut is a little general neutral. I'm curious what they're gonna do because she's not um, she's not gay or. Uh, queer or anything in the comics well right. so um, but, she actually so, has a relationship with roadie in the comics that's true i'm really curious However, how they're gonna go with it she also tweeted that tessa thompson was her big girl crush yeah and then i mentioned that and my wife back, was like then, yeah my wife was like yeah i could see that happening i was like well mm, yeah i don't know yeah i mean at the same time we don't have one of those we don't have a movie yet with that, I mean, look at what Black Panther did sure. for representation, you know, and then and then right. what Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel did for representation in women. Now, what if we have a representation for gay women in a film, a comic book movie that's making a billion dollars? Yep, yeah. I'm I am all for it. I mean, I I cannot understand what a lot of those people go through because I'm a white male straight. I've been represented my entire life. Right, I cannot put myself in those shoes. Yeah, that's I, true. I will. I will firstly admit that, and this isn't something I want to get into. But I, yeah. I, I have a million movies I can watch a year well, that I ha- the, that I connect with. I don't. One movie too, a year isn't going to bother me. And, and right. the interesting thing too, like in real life, was that was some of the issues that she had in the. You know, there were some pretty sharp callouts, yeah. media wise, foreign press wise, that you know she was talking about. You know just representation mm-hmm. and why are all the critics like these white males? And then I'm sitting here on our, we're, we're sitting on our here white on, male on podcast. Our yeah, white I know. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not going to apologize for who I am, but at the same time I, I realize, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's not. And it's something that I welcome. Why not? And it's yeah. something that I'm, I'm excited because I don't care. Yeah. If, as long as the story yeah. is a well-told story and it's engaging. Yeah. Tell me whatever story you want. Right. I mean, Moonlighting is Moonlight is a is an engaging story. You know, Dallas Buyers Club is an engaging story. You know, yeah. those kind of movies. I do not care. Nothing nothing negatively affects me. But if it's a if it's a crappy story like Crash or something, I'm just like sure. I don't care. Sure. You know, but uh, you know, I think more representation the better. Uh, get it out there. It's fine. I get a million movies a year that are pandering towards my demographic. One, yeah. one or two or five a year. And what is that? That's nothing. Right. It's a drop in the bucket. So yeah. Mo- and if it brings, if it brings understanding and it, and it brings, totally. and it brings compassion, then absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, I mean, as long as it's not pushing some weird negative, you know, agenda, correct. Negative yeah. agenda. Let right. me be clear on that negative. Right. Um, then yeah, do it. I'm so, I'm excited to see where things go. Um, I'm excited for the potential of Thor being a guardian now. And then maybe Tessa Thompson now becomes the new Thor, which that's in the comics. You know, there is a female Thor yep. in the comics and then now making her um, a black female Thor. That's a cool, uh, that's a cool idea to me. That's a cool idea because uh, you know what? I, I like seeing those things that I haven't seen my 30 years of being on this earth. Yep. That's a different story that I can now it's interesting because it's different to me. And I like that. That's cool. Well, it's really cool to see kind of, um, maybe I don't know if they're attempting this or not, but kind of breathing new life. Yeah. Into the, like Rhodey possibly being the new Iron Man. Right. And then, you know, Sam being the new cap. 
well, yeah, uh, yeah. and all these different. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's time for that. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think they've had know, ten years. They've earned this, it too. Right. They've this, earned to be able to tell these stories. This has been this yep. has been a great run. Um, and I think we talked about this earlier. It was like, all right, this is a great conclusion and mm-hmm. completion of of this phase of storytelling. And now it's time. He even start and when he was having his rant in the very beginning when he looks over at Danvers and says, yeah, we need you. We need new blood, you know, and he's yep, going yeah, off on yeah. captain and it, it makes sense. It's like, yeah, it's, I think it's time. they can take the MCU in a different direction and they can, they can address some of these things and take some creative liberties. And, and well, I mean, even just some of the movies they've announced, yeah, you know the Eternals, with which that's gonna be and really Jolie. weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's gonna be weird. What an interesting casting choice. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, they're making—I forget the name of it—but uh, like an all Asian. Oh, uh, uh, the, uh, film Sh- Shang, not Shang Tsung. That's uh, Mortal Kombat. But anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just interesting the different kind. Like they're they're taking more of the Guardians route where they're taking that yep. risk. Yeah, yeah. Be like, well. If it works, people it, like different things and do. it's working. It's you working. know, I mean, you can't sit there and say that black superheroes don't work. Black Panther made a billion dollars. Right. Well, it works and it, it, yeah. people want to see it. And I'm not black and I wanted to see it. And Idris El- El- Elba. Idris Elba. Thank you. <laughs> he's dead now, though. No, he's black Superman in, in Shaw and Hobbs. Hobbs no. and Shaw. Oh, I don't want to talk <laughs> about that. <laughs> Pass. It was funny. We were watching that trailer before in the game. Black and my wife, my wife, my wife, my wife leans over to me and she's like, "Oh, I want to see that." And then the helicopter scene at the end, she yeah. goes, "I was in until the helicopter." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I don't want to see that now." Fast and Furious, they've gotten in there. Parody they've of gone itself. that way. It's just that that that's yeah. what you expect. It's like a bunch of gratuitous car chasing. Well, I just want to know how action. it went from you know kind of good, grounded realistic grounded like car heist kind of movie film to oh now we're saving the world <laughs> yeah. from bombs nuclear warheads yeah. and, right. and Shirley's throne well, and dreadlocks when you go from john singleton to you know uh gosh what's his name uh he did john he did, uh right no uh or james wan james wan yeah. i think is who i'm thinking of yeah furious seven um or no joseph joseph Kahn. No, Joseph Kahn does music videos. Anyways, uh, but yeah, James Wan is one of them, and then there's another guy too. There's John Chu did well, a lot of them, Saint and then uh, Seven was Paul Walker. Paul Walker, situation. yeah, yeah, that whole, that, and yeah. that was yeah. I mean, it was handled really well. It was, yeah. I mean, that was. Jeez, I cried like a baby in the theater on that one, dude. They built it up so same. well at the end, and then that send off of them just driving. I saw the music video with Wiz Khalifa. Oh, when that song kicks in, I'm like. like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, how did we get here? I don't know how we got here. Black this Superman. happens. This happens Black sometimes, Superman. but I, I don't want to see that movie. I'm done with that franchise. The last yeah. one was it for me. The Rock can't save it. Sorry. No. Uh, um, and then they just announced John Cena is going to be in the other Fast and the Furious one, which Ugh. whatever. I thought he was fun in uh, in Bumblebee, but we'll see. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> He's overacted in Bumblebee. If that's your if that's your thing, it's not I my thing. I am not a fan of John Cena. No, I don't. I don't like him either. But um, I I I, in, I enjoyed Bumblebee though. <laughs> okay, so you were saying favorite scene? Yeah. Oh, what's your yes. favorite scene? I mean, from, from, from this, in in game. Yeah. I mean, from a technical aspect, or just a character, or even if it's just it's just an awesome shot. Um, 
what sticks out to you is the one that like when you when you wake up in the morning and you start thinking about in game, what's that first thing that hits you? Uh obviously, you know, Tony Stark dying, that's kind of a big one. Uh, I mean definitely hands down the the cap scene final battle and then the Doctor Strange portals opening up. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Black Panther walking through. Right. I mean that was it's iconic. It's that shot. Sure. That yeah. shot of him alone. I mean, Trin Opalock and, and Russo, there you go. I mean, that's this the combination of of great talent getting together, knowing what For the sure. story is, knowing that Cap, you knowing your characters so well, you know, that you know that in the face of this, he, Captain America is still the guy that he's going to get up and fight the rest of them. He doesn't like bullies. He, dies. he doesn't like bullies. And Thanos is a big, big, big purple bully. <laughs> that sack Grimace, of a face yeah. bully. Yeah. <laughs> Grimace. Grimace. Okay, yeah. We didn't even talk about all those nods. Like the nods. So he calls Nebula Blue Meanie. He does. Yeah. Blue Meanies were the, the bad guys from Yellow Submarine. Yeah. Which was another Beatles callback from Infinity War when, when he, when, uh, Banner says to Stark, wait, you broke up like like a band, like the Beatles? Um, see, this is the kind of references you get when you see the movie 10 times in theaters. Or when you're 50 <laughs> years old. Oh, well, that's true, too. Um, there were some other callbacks, too. There's a there's a ton. There, there, that could be a whole episode of the podcast. Maybe next yep. week. Next week after what's your favorite? 15 times. What's your favorite scene, Eric? Man, that's tough. That's a tough one. Um I don't want to say that Iron Man dies because I hate that. I hate the idea of Iron Man's my favorite. <laughs> He's crying into his Iron Man glasses. Um I do I do like um uh, when Thor, Captain, and Iron Man kind of walk into the clearing and they and and they and Thor had been standing there for a minute watching Thanos do absolutely nothing, and they they kind of kind of break it down. And he was like, and Thor says, "You know, this is a trap." And Stark's like, "Yeah, I pretty much don't care." Yeah, like he knew. Yeah, like he knew what was what was about to go down. I mean, just them kind of those three talking was. Um, and then the shot of them. All three, which yeah. you get in every Avengers movie. Yeah. You always get the three of them. Yep. Um, side by side. I, but man, favorite scene. That's tough. I mean, there's a lot of great, a lot of great scenes. Um, I don't know. I, I would have, I, I, I'm thinking probably the, just the blocking from that, that shot when they are talking about the how to get the stones and just how that was yeah done. yeah it's all one single shot that yeah. was done and and there's like six different people talking in the way that they move the camera move and that's probably technically my favorite shot that's a really good technical shot i think i think it's great um mine mine's got to be just the 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 finger up from dr strange just that one shot yeah where you know, Stark looks at Strange, and and, just, and he's no. holding the water back, and he gives him the one. Well, that's and an interesting callback too. Like um, when they, when Doctor Strange first appeared, and he said the line, uh, "If I told you, you wouldn't right. do it." Right. Or yeah, it wouldn't happen. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what a, what that meant at the time. Yeah. But now, I mean, that makes perfect sense. And then you know, you know, like once once Thanos takes the the Power Stone out and then punches Captain Marvel, yep. and then. 
strange sees that and he goes, this is the one. Cause that must've not happened in any of the other ones. Right. You know, that, that one scene, he sees it and it's, it's cut just like that. You see her get punched and then it cuts to strange and he's like looking over his shoulder and he sees it happen. And then it cuts to stark and then it cuts to strange. And then he throws up the one, like, this is the one like that must've all played out differently in the other 14 million options, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so he knew as soon as yeah. that moment happened, well, I can tell him now. I can yep. tell him that this is this is the right one, and then that way Stark knows what he has to do. Right. You know, and I mean, just him getting that gauntlet, and then... I think I will. If you ask me this question in 10 years, I probably will say the fact that as selfish and self-serving as Tony Stark was from the beginning, and and the Stark, no pun intended, contrast... Ayo. Um, You're full of puns today. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, this is a punny episode. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> the the, uh, the stark contrast of him making the most selfless act and sacrifice for everyone else at, yep. the, at the end yeah. of this is probably the most epic moment. Yeah, and it and it, it's another you know symmetry moment to to cap saying, you know, he, he would never make, he's not the self-sacrificing type yep. that he right. says. And well, and Avengers I really enjoy the shot too of, you know, when the three of them are there basically watching Tony die. And then they have that quick shot of, uh, Thor and cap watching from behind and, you know, caps crying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's brilliant. Yeah. 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 Uh, man, I, I think we've talked at length enough about this probably have. for this, but, uh, we could probably go in part three. We could, we could keep hours. talking. We could probably keep talking, <laughs> but yeah. I, I think it is a perfect send off. It's the ending to a saga that um, is my generation's star Wars. Yeah. Um, in the sense of the original three, you know, the, the four five, six episodes in, in the seventies and eighties. And um, I mean, even that it's unprecedented. So, it's, I mean, yeah, so much it's okay. It's bigger in size, As but I think you know. Somebody who watched Star Wars in the theater, this is so much better. Yeah, I really? could see so that. Much better. Yeah, I mean, you know the 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 original three, fantastic, well thought out. I mean, I mean that's yeah, that's a whole different conversation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but that yeah, but I think just the way that the the whole MCU has been treated. Um, I, I don't have the same rela emotional relationship that I do with these characters as in Star Wars. I just don't. Well, I mean, no other really franchise in history has had 10 years, a decade, right. to build up its characters through yeah, numerous like movies. A, like a TV right. show, almost. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it, yeah. it's interesting that they did do 22 movies because that's the, that's the length of an average show. Right. Um, and most, yeah, most network episodes, network right, television yeah. usually has 22 episodes. Yeah. Um, I'm <laughs> curious if they'll continue that or if that just happened to kind of happen. Um, because I mean, cause there were other movies that they had planned and they ended up cutting like in humans and stuff. So they would have had 23, 24. Right. Um, but still, I mean, that is that sitcom, you know, serialized TV show time length is 22 episodes. Um, but yeah, I mean, here we are now. What's what's the next ten years going to be? I hope it looks a lot different. I hope that they take chances. I hope it'll totally look different. I don't. Think yeah, I think have, they'll keep it interesting. You're not going to have the same level of. Um, I mean, 
you're going to have to take the next 10 years. To I mean, you're basically starting from scratch yeah, again. You're yeah. Over. Yeah. You're right. I think so. And I hope, I hope they take what they've learned and, and they, they don't just keep making a bunch of origin movies as much as I enjoyed captain Marvel. It was still just a, a pretty straightforward origin movie, you know, in a lot yeah. of ways. Right. Um, I hope they just say, you know, you know what? No, we're going to do the one thing that homecoming does right is it doesn't, it just throws you in it. You know, right. Spider-Man Homecoming yeah. throws you in. You know who no Spider-Man is. You've, seen, you've no. seen five movies yeah. before yeah. this. You know who he is. That's one thing that I'm absolutely shocked that like Sony allowed to happen was that they just allowed them to jump into Homecoming without Uncle Ben dying and, and all this other stuff. But right. um, I, I'm 22 movies, unprecedented. It's incredible. Um, it's It does feel like an ending movie. It feels like the finale. Well, I hope so. I, I hope you're absolutely right. I know that Black Widow is going to be like a back prequel and perhaps it's an origin story. But I think they need to take a note out of the the Star Wars saga in in a page from the lesson from Solo. Like, dude, mm. we didn't need that. We don't want right. to see that. We yeah. don't care about that. Yeah. Like, Rogue One was awesome, but it, but it was a but, story that we didn't really need, yeah, though. You didn't need it, no. But it was a great kind of tie together, and the way they tie, it, like yeah. it was it was well received. Sure. Not solo, because it's like mm, something we didn't want yeah, to see. Yeah, you don't. It's yeah. like mm, Rogue, so let's Rogue One was kind of something you didn't know you kind of wanted. Solo is something we know we didn't wanted, didn't want. To and watch, it was you know? also a, a a series of characters that you had. It was completely unknown. Right. So well, I guess it, it depends too on like um, how well you can tell the story. Yeah, oh, because I feel like yeah. if yeah. if Solo was, you know better made under better circumstances with better storytelling. Yeah. It might've been something that would like have caught if Ron on. Howard had it from the beginning and right. didn't it in the middle. Yes. Yeah. 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 And honestly, it feels like a movie that in the hands of, of Ron Howard or even like, a, you know, Robert Zemeckis from the beginning, it could have played a totally different way. Yep. And yeah. Been incredibly memorable. Yeah. But at the same time you had already, you know, they're not going to go back and show teenage Tony Stark, give him his whole movie i sure hope they're not not gonna i mean i hope they don't (laughs) i really hope they don't um and i think they've learned that maybe not from solo but they just understand that that's not what people want people don't want a recasted iron man biggest iron man fan i'm not gonna go see that yeah right right it's not gonna happen i'm like no i'm not gonna ruin the hear that marvel eric won't see it so there's half your box office (laughs) well that about does it have the box office personally right yeah yeah you personally that's funny well that does it guys i think we're gonna that's it that's it we're done because it's time i gotta go see Endgame again and i got game of thrones so brent thanks for joining us man absolutely this was fun i totally appreciate you coming and hanging out with us and and just bringing your insight and everything it was fun it was totally fun glad i had some insight yeah. <laughs> Thank God. We didn't know where this was going. It's going to be a disaster. Great. It was fantastic. No, Glad to have awesome. you on again. That would yes. be, be cool. Eric, you want to close this out? Brent, where can people find you if they want to check out your stuff on social? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, BrentRay33. Um, and then, you know, my website, BrentRayDesign.com. Uh, my Twitter and stuff is on there. So Nice. Cool. Yeah. Well, cool. where can they find the Easy Podcast, Eric? You can find us on Instagram at the Easy Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at the Easy Podcast. You can find us on YouTube at the Easy Podcast Show. You say it like that every time. Do I? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's fun. It's fun, yeah. Boop, boop.
<laughs> and and if there's any questions, comments, or concerns or complaints, send that to Zach Abbotts at the Easy Podcast Show at gmail.com. Yes. That was two ads. I know. I was thinking, yeah, because <laughs> if they actually send it to Zach Abbott's at Gmail, <laughs> that won't go so, anywhere. So no. Yeah. So, don't, don't, yeah. Add, don't, uh, what's that ampersand can, or whatever? Yeah. You can at Zach Abbott's <laughs> on Instagram. I'm not on Twitter. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. I don't believe in it. Actually, I, I still have it. I just don't use it. Oh, anyways, you can get Eric Thurston at Eric Thurston on Instagram and Twitter and on YouTube, Eric yep. Thurston. Yes, yeah, he's got some videos, some NAB stuff is up there. Go check that out. Um, that's it, guys. Avengers, assemble. assemble. <laughs> See you next time. Bye. Bye.